I lost my plot. Here, plotty plot. Here, boy. Well, here's another thread right here. We'll just pick it up and unravel it, instead. There be strangers among us. Good thing strangers are just friends waiting to happen. Crystal chirps cheerily. My little songbird of hope, while she is not focusing on her despair. We watched The Sandman on Netflix recently. We love Neil Gaiman to bits. Thank you so much for your genius. Thank you so much for giving me characters to relate to. Thank you so much for producing a series with very little gore and violence. We understand the scene, we do. It's okay. It didn't ruin anything. The battle between Dream. Well, Morpheus, and Lucifer was very interesting. It's possibly our favorite part of the whole show. That is how battles ought to be fought and won. With words. Just like Crystal imagined it when she was just a wee thing. You met her in your dreams, Mr. Gaiman. She is a dreamwalker. A dream stalker, too. She can do a lot of things, for she is the dreamer of dreams. But before anyone puts a religious connotation to that. Shut up. That book is full of drivel that nobody wants to read, let alone God herself. I did make Crystal read it. She has a lot of thoughts on it that would put her on the stake eventually, including the idea that God is an alien, spaceling, if you please, angels are spirit world manifestations, Satan is a title for a liar or accuser, and so much more. Oh, and Aaron is a false prophet? Moses was meant to do those miracles, God even took the time to reassure him for he was slow of speech. Why would God do that if Aaron was just going to call these stupid plagues down to kill millions, if not billions, of all of God's creatures in order to convince one lowly man king, a pharaoh, to let the Jewish people leave bondage and start over elsewhere? If I had that kind of power, Crystal declared, I would just strike down the pharaohs until they let the people go. Much easier, more efficient, and simpler to slay the one person who says no than to try to convince someone whose heart is hardened by God, supposedly just to make it harder to save a bunch of slaves from slavery. That's what bondage was, folks. Slavery. It's such an old concept, it's in the fucking Bible, but you gloss over it constantly. What does God do again? Oh yeah, saves the goddamn slaves. What did the slaves do? Turn around and enslave others. Thanks, assholes. You made the whole exercise moot. Subtext, you suck, I should have left you there. The Jewish people were the original slaves. Now they treat the rest of the world as if they are owed something for this. They're self-entitled, just like those who were enslaved and brought to America. Sir God? I mean ma'am? I mean, alumnus? Yes, Crystal? Can I try to field this one? You sure can. Go for it, kiddo. Once upon a time, there was a grasshopper. The grasshopper would play his fiddle all day long, doing nothing to store food for the winter that was inevitable to arrive. He taunted the ants, who worked day and night, scavenging food to keep their colony alive. One day, winter came and the grasshopper was humbled completely. He realized his folly, but it was too late. Winter was going to kill him if he didn't eat his words, or his shorts, he was hungry, you know, and asked the ants. No, begged the ants. For some of their food and use of their shelter. As you know, grasshoppers are shit at burrowing in the ground to get below the frost line, unlike ants. So the grasshopper, knowing he was wrong, took his hat in hand and approached the ants surreptitiously. He asked, when the opportunity struck, if he could join the ants for overwinter, for he himself was ill-prepared to weather the storm's ackaming. 
The ants looked at the grasshopper in disbelief, at least at first. The ants congregated together to discuss what to do with the grasshopper. He'd screwed around all summer, doing nothing for himself at all, playing that fiddle of his. Still, he was asking very nicely if he could join the colony of George, and that was something to be considered. George decided to ask the grasshopper three questions. The first question was, What? Is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? 24 miles per hour, replied the grasshopper without a second thought. Everyone knew that after watching Monty Python and the Holy Grail, surely. What? Is your quest? The ants inquired. To seek reparations. I have done you wrong, dear colony of George. I sat around all summer long, making fun of your hard work. You toiled, day and night, and now I understand why. Winter is the harshest season and I see my demise in these long and stormy nights ahead. Would you please reconsider my poor behavior and allow me to stay with you instead of dying of hunger and the cold? Maybe, said George. But we have one more question, first. The grasshopper stood by as he waited eagerly to please the colony of George. What value do you bring to this hive? They asked in unison. For the ants, you see, are telepathic and they speak to each other mind to mind, and antennae to antennae, and they could see no use in a grasshopper being in their midst, eating the fruit of their spoils, eating their hard work, eating their effort. It was every insect for himself in the grasshopper's world and he had not prepared properly for the inclement weather of winter all on his own. Not only was he ill-prepared, but he mocked those who knew to prepare. Relentlessly. Without remorse. Until the grasshopper could see death on his doorstep. That's when he had remorse. It was really too little, too late, and for the ants to take in this errant jackass would be a feat above and beyond, God thinks. Well, surely, now that you are wintering and it is too cold to go outside, I could entertain you with stories and music, for they are all that I know. I would be ever so delighted to have the chance to brighten your waking moments with my cheer, the grasshopper declared with tears in his eyes. He didn't think what he had to offer would actually be enough to earn him a spot at the picnic table of George. We will now commune to determine our answer, grasshopper, one of the ants replied. All went silent for quite some time. The millions of ants in the colony were divided, some of them enjoyed the music of the grasshopper, especially those who were not mocked. Some of them even enjoyed a story or two the grasshopper had told along the way. Still, it was a lot to ask, to part with the food they'd collected all this time. Thankfully, the goddess they call Lifebringer just put out another apple core on her countertop, so the ants decided it was for the greatest good TM to allow the grasshopper to stay with them that winter. It appears that although some acts are so small that they go unnoticed by most, a gracious god can bring life to the direst situations. Greater than we always add. We never subtract. Greater than. Greater than God.